Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. America's top rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO <laughs> when you sign up. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Pulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guys, Big Dave. Bow! BWL Sports in your face. Will the Goat Gottlieb. He's grown. Perfectly quaffed. Will underscore Gottlieb. Our pal and producer Joey Spath is rocking the controls. CHO underscore Bulls our Twitter handle. We got our CHO GM Jake Flanagan hanging out with us tonight. And Colch. First things first, can we give a shout out and a big round of applause and thank you to not only our wonderful host at the Beacon Tab tonight, but Mm. everyone who came out to represent Bulls Nation. Yes. I love each and every one of you. Yes. What a fun night. It was fun. To I, hang out with them, it was fun. Right. I'm going to admit something to y'all right now. I spent most of tonight from tip-off to end of fourth quarter buzzer uh-huh. chatting with Bulls fans instead of paying attention to this game that meant nothing. Oh. And we are all in the same boat. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I we're am in perfectly together. happy and okay with that decision. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the right decision <laughs> to make. Yeah. We didn't understand why uh, they were playing the starters tonight, and everything I kind of said in the pregame is – what you saw. I was like, you, you're not playing Giannis because they don't believe that you can beat them even though he's not there. Did they play the starters, though? Because I'm you know. looking at the box score and no, DeMar no, no. and Zach combined for 8 of 29. <laughs> Dude, DeMar. I don't think they played. DeMar Oosh did not score his first field goal until the fourth quarter. That is wild. Yeah. Wild shit. My brain just broke a little yes, bit. Yes, dude, dude, yours. <laughs> you should have saw mine exploding. I'm over there talking to Shy, man. Like, brain just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. He didn't score. DeMar DeRozan had zero points going into the fourth quarter. That is insane. His first buckets were free throws. So he had two free throws. What was he? One, what did he finish? One of 10? Oh, three of 12. Yeah. From the field is where he finished that. Of course, then he didn't hit any uh, uh, three pointers, but only two free throws, man. This is. Probably the worst game he's ever had since I mean, he's been with the Bulls. Do you blame Zach and DeMar if no. what happened was, well, we're going to play tonight, but we're going to sleepwalk through it because we basically know our fate is already sealed. Yeah, yeah, we knew what it was. I don't blame them for that. I think they were trying, though, because, man, at one point they were up by 10. Yeah. Like, they were trying to win this game, but it's the Bucs. <laughs> the Bucs knew what they were. You know, they know they were coming back on them, but credit them for the defense that they were playing against DeMar as well. Like, they had a couple strips against him, and it was basically one-on-one mm-hmm. against him, whether it was Wesley Matthews sometimes, when he go to the bucket, big old Lopez is sitting there ready to block a shot. Like, they were ready for whatever DeMar DeRozan was giving them, and the refs allowed them to play up on him. Yeah. So they were in his chest. You know what I'm saying? They will be twicks. Them she, it'll be twitch them. They was in there, man. I was chatting with our pal Cody, who we also were hanging out uh, with at uh, Romina and Melissa's thing a couple yes. weeks ago. Shout out to them. Shout out. Shout he out. and I were having the, you know, Brooke Lopez versus Jaron Jackson Jr. Defensive Player of the Year conversation okay. briefly. Do you think that Brooke on this Bucks team that's about to, you know, lock up the, the league's best record is deserving of that honor? I mean, every time our beloved Bulls got to go against whatever team Brooke Lopez is on, I'm like, God damn that giant oaf. Well, yeah, unless, getting in the way of everything. Unless Joe Kim Noah is there because he had no answers for oh, Joe Kim Noah. Guarantee at all. victory game seven on the road. We saw it like, on one leg. Are you referring to my it. best friend, Joe Kim <laughs> Your Noah? Your best friend in the world is Joe Kim Noah, sir. Besides you guys. Your Paris buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Your guy, Joe Kim. He, he, he deserves the consideration. I still think it's Jaron Jackson Jr.'s award. But you can't deny what he does for that team defensively. And we're talking about a team that already has Giannis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Already there. A defensive player that he already established. He could argue that he is the best defensive big man on the team. You can make that argument for him. You can argue Giannis he's there. like the third best defense player in the right. league. Right. Exactly. And he just so happens to be the second best defense player on his team. <laughs> yes. And they still got Drew Holiday. You and know what I'm saying? Like, so they got defensive guys. And the fact that he still stands out. Among those kind of guys, just says a lot about him. And that's exactly what happened tonight. It's exactly what's happened every time the Bulls have played the Bucks, dating back to the playoffs last year, which is they can't get to the rim. You can't go into the paint against those guys. And yeah. if you can't do that, it becomes really difficult to score efficiently. You start to rely on three-point shot, which we all know is not their thing. Right. And it just Ask changes. the gentleman sweep series of last season. <laughs> it just changes who you are fundamentally. And yeah. it's hard to win games when you are playing between identities. Yeah, you don't know who you are out there. And as you were talking about three-point shooting, you know, your best one, Zach, one of eight. 
you know, shooting yeah. from three, man. He had a tough night. He's been cold lately. Um, he has. Our, our ride or six. die guy, AK, in the comments with a super chat saying, I get the loss, but the troubling pattern is that Levine is now 2 of 15 from three yeah. over the last two games. Outside of the Grizzlies game, Zach slumping from three. Yeah, he was 1 of 8 tonight. He was 1 of 7 last night. I don't know if it's something that warrants a lot of concern long term. None. Shooters go through cold streaks and hot streaks. I'm, Zero I'm not worried about Zach's three point shooting ability. That's you know, what what do you always say, Dave, when you're talking about a team that you root for, the problems that you can see, and it's like worrying about the rims on a car with no engine. Yeah, yeah. That, that's worrying about Zach's three point percentage. Yeah, is worrying yeah. about rims yeah. on a car with no engine. Yeah, right seriously. Now. No, you you don't worry about that. I was just happy he took eight. Because yeah. even the past few games, he hasn't been doing that. You know, he's been taking like five, four, threes like that. But maybe it was because he couldn't go to the paint. Is <laughs> probably why that increased as well. And even you mentioning the Grizzlies, that's another team you can't go into the paint on as well because of Jaron Jackson Jr. You just talked about. So it, it was, I guess, because of that reason he took those threes, which I don't like because I think he should be taking them anyway. But, yeah, he struggled from there. But he's just not somebody I'm worried about at all when it comes to that. Well, it's also, I think – it has to do with the way that the Bulls have changed the way that they run their offense. A lot more since All-Star break, but really even you know a little bit before that, they've been putting the ball in Zach's hands a little bit more. True. And when he has the ball, he's trying to drive. He's trying to get to the free throw line. He's trying to get to the rim. And he's not in catch-and-shoot situations. When he and DeMar are out there together and Zach has the ball, now DeMar is spacing the floor. Yeah. And so the total three-point volume just has to go down, like inherently, yeah. because... Damar isn't shooting as many threes. He's been a little bit better lately, but only 0 of 1 tonight. Um, and so you end up taking a lot of more difficult threes if yeah, you're Zach. Yeah. I think that's where you know, things get a little bit tricky because you do want to have the ball in his hands. You do want him to get to the free throw line. I think he's really good at that. But at the same time, it takes away your one real three-point shooting threat. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, Vooch, 1 of 6 as well from the three-point line. So they didn't have it. They finished 11 of 33. 33. What is that, 33%? That is exactly 33%. So, yeah, sh- yeah. shout out for 33 <laughs> attempts <laughs> to the Bulls for that. But, yeah, like we're used to these bad nights of shooting threes. Like it's, it's kind of the but, norm uh, the Shout out to our pal Jelly in the comments who said, hey, hey, now we're 33% from three looking up because I believe <laughs> in our loss to Atlanta last night we shot – 22%. <laughs> so we're just going to slowly improve one game at a time. That's right. But by 11% each time. So in our game on Friday against Dallas, we're going to shoot 44% from downtown. That's right. If these patterns tell us anything. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure you are, Matt. I'm sure you are. I'm just looking forward to seeing our guy. That's what I'm looking forward to, sir. Obviously. Can't wait to see you. Uh, shout out to Manuel, another one of our diehards who uh, left a Super Chat saying, damn, I didn't like the way DeMar played my least favorite game from him. Seemed like he was forcing it too much. Unsure frowny face emoji. Uh, also, shout out to Sean. What up? There you go. Sean, Sean getting a shout out from our fellow diehard Bulls fans. <laughs> um, similarly to Zach's three-point shooting, like I, I'm not – tonight didn't change any opinion I have about DeMar DeRozan. We know how this Bucks team likes to defend him. True. And other than letting him go off in what uh, game two, right, last season, if you shut down DeMar – and force somebody else on this team, like, hey, Pat Bev, you want to chug a bunch of threes? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Sure. I'm, I'm, I, t- tonight's tomorrow performance really didn't move me. I it, feel like I'm less concerned about any one individual performance and more concerned about the fact that this is the same recipe that the Bucks have destroyed the Bulls with mm-hmm. virtually every time they've played them. Yeah. It's offensive rebounds, 13. Yeah. It's turnovers. They, I believe the Bulls had more turnovers. Yeah. Um, free throw line, the same. And then three-point line. Bucks 18 of 46 for 39%. Bulls, 11 of 13. Those are the four factors we talk Jeez. about after every game. Mm-hmm. Scoring efficiency, three-point shooting, offense rebounding, turnovers. If you can't win any of those, if you win none of those things, you're going to lose games. That's just how it is. Wow. Will the go I hate to tell you, but Goat that's bomb. how it is. <laughs> go bomb right there, ladies and gentlemen. Smart man. But, yeah, man, they, they play them so easy. Like, Certain teams like the Bucks and also the Raptors just know exactly how to play the Bulls. Yeah, like, they're bad matchups. And yeah, that's the same exactly. thing with the Hawks last night. Yep. They're the number one offensive rebounding team since the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. When you just overpower somebody with something that you're good at, you're probably going to beat them. You're going to beat them. See, that's smart stuff. Man, look at you. You're on fire right now, <laughs> sir. <laughs> this is brilliant stuff here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, gentlemen, with uh, Caruso getting an, a rest night tonight, we see Pat... Uh, not Pat Bev, but Patrick Williams, who's been like basically seesawing back and forth between starting and coming off the bench in this last month or so of the season, back in the starting lineup in Caruso's place. 
29 minutes, two of eight, did hit two of his five threes. Um, honestly, you know the thing that I'm most excited about when I look at Pat's night tonight? What's that? He grabbed six rebounds. Yes, he did. This is the. <laughs> is it depressing that I'm like, yay, Pat, six boards? <laughs> Not for me. I got to find something. <laughs> so I'm rolling with that. I liked how he played. I really did. I liked how he played and how he looked out there. He looked like, hey, I'm an NBA player. <laughs> and that's what I was excited to see. Like, being aggressive, he tried to dunk. He tried to dunk we on somebody. We love when Pat tries to dunk. Yes, we do. We, we love, love that. We love it even when more when happens. he actually does dunk. Yes, that, that's a thing in the league that I've Dunks noticed. are cool. Yeah, I've noticed this that just in the league. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a thing, man. But I just like the way he played, man. He, he didn't play tentative. He didn't play scared. When the shot was available to him, he took it. When the lane was available to him, he took it. Uh, he was inside, like, trying to get those rebounds, showing his athleticism, you know, doing those kind of things. And I'm just happy that I've seen it in consecutive games because mm-hmm. usually you'll see him do it and then disappear that next game. Right, And exactly. then maybe come back to it two days, two games later. And that's exactly what I was just uh, looking up right here is just the consistency factor because we talked about it. I remember a couple of days ago, he was – I think it was the Laker game. Right. He was one of seven. Right, And everybody's right, right. like, oh, man – Pat, regressing. <laughs> and then the next game, he had 16. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, great, Pat, he's awesome. Right, and then the next right, game, right. he had two. Right. But he has strung <laughs> right. some games together. He had 15, 12, 15 over his last three. You're not going to get 15 points a game from Pat every night. Right. There's going to be ups and downs. But I think in general, like to at least see like three games of good play strung together. This one, obviously, you don't get the, the scoring volume. But I think overall, you have to be happier with the way that he's trending up and like putting some of those games together. Yeah. It's, it's exciting for me to see that. So, yeah, that's what I kind of hold on to when I see that. It's just the fact that he's consistent and is out there putting in the effort. And the fact that his role changed mm-hmm. and it still was the same kind of effort for him because you know that he's more comfortable coming off the bench. It's just what it is. Right. But the fact he got put in the starting lineup against the Bucks and still came out with that same kind of effort, that's progress for me, for Pat, right. for Pat Williams. Uh, guys, we do have our first uh, tweets of Billy Donovan's postgame comments coming through right now. Okay. Speaking of whether or not the Bulls should have played their guys tonight, yeah. this is from Casey Johnson on Twitter just a minute ago. With the Bulls now officially locked into 10th, Billy Donovan said he expects the medical staff to have a conversation with DeMar, uh, Zach, and Vooch about whether down. or not to play Friday against the Mavs. Sit down. Uh, uh, Billy said he thinks it's important to play them in the Sunday regular season finale against the Pistons no, he don't. for rhythm, even if they don't play normal minutes. Man, if you don't sit your ass down. Man, look, no, bro. Like, sit that, down. What did I say in pregame? The whole rest versus rust thing. Uh, it's a, listen, I, I know I, that's I didn't a say thing. I buy into it. I'm saying some people do. I do kind of buy. It, it is sometimes a thing when a team just is all for a long period of time. I get that. But, dude, when you are hurt <laughs> and you're injured, and you are locked into what you're locked into, and you're playing for nothing, you rest yourself before your body rests for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want to be before that happens, man, before it gets to you. So, yes, sit him down. Let him rest. He's a vet. These are veterans we're talking about, man. Let the young guys get out there and run around. You know, send him to Germany. Sit in the cryogenic chamber. Get better. Chill out. Man, no, man, that's dumb. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. That's dumb. And again, that's the short-term version of looking at it, and I 100% agree that that's a huge factor. But as we talked about pregame, you're sacrificing your future a little bit if you're going hard these last two games when you're Mm. already locked in. Like, Mm. you have a chance to double your your percent chance of keeping your first-round pick this year. Mm -hmm. And that could be a franchise-changing talent that you're getting when that just could... You could end up with nothing. Yeah. And so... I think you have to be looking at the long term here, especially with the standings locked in the way that they are. Um, I, I think that's kind of a no brainer. I would be sit down. I would be pretty discouraged if they if they went for Look, these last two games. If it's good enough for Giannis to sit, then it's good <laughs> enough for DeMar like, what, DeRozan. What happened when they took to a week sit. off for All Star break? They came out and they beat the Nets by forty four. Wow, rest. It's a thing. Let them rest. Let them have a seat and chill out, man. If it's good enough for Giannis, it should be good enough for the Bulls. Yeah, but that, that game also had the uh, the very important factor of the dead cat bounce. <laughs> the dead the pat bounce. <laughs> the dead cat bounce or the pat bev bounce, whichever one you want to call it. <laughs> Bulls won by 44. Yeah. We're going to the playoffs, baby. Yeah. Well, that um, is fun. 
Speaking of which, there were other games across the NBA today that maybe made things a little clearer for who the Bulls will play in their play-in game. So we yeah. can talk about that uh, coming up after the break. Talk a little bit more about tonight's game if you want to, even though you want to. Any you know, it's not like uh, we do a Bulls super chats we have coming in. Or anything like uh, that. While we're reading these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a solid. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along with us on YouTube. It helps us out a lot. We greatly appreciate it. And, of course, make sure you subscribe to CSGO Sports on YouTube if you aren't already. Mm-hmm. You know, we've uh, got a lot of things plugged in around here. Yeah, we do. We were getting things ready for pregame, getting uh-huh. set up. Shout out to Jake and our producer, Joey. who fine, fine work getting our, our remote Wonderful studio job. ready. Outlets and cords galore. <laughs> cords galore. You know what that means? What does this mean? A lot of energy being used here at Beacon Tab tonight. Oh, Segway pack. Segway pack. You know what I love? Back at it again. Is saving money mm. on that energy. Mm. That electric energy. Also saving energy itself. Mm. I, like, I know that about you. It's right. True. Yes. Uh, our friends at ComEd have the energy efficiency program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve. Helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. Yeah. That's right. ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Yeah. They offer also free facility assessments that can help find, that's right, those energy-saving opportunities mm-hmm. like for new HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Here's how it works. An authorized engineer will work with you, Dave, yeah. to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and your needs. I've got a lot of those. I'm sure Will the Goat does too. Mm-hmm. Do you have goals and needs, Will? Absolutely. Keep that you, you know you want ComEd's answers to those questions about your goals mm-hmm. and your needs. That's what they provide. A report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately in the Casa de Goat. Oh. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. So here's what you do. Get started saving money and energy today for energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. That's B-I-Z biz. One more time. Comed.com slash poweringbiz to start saving your time, your money, and your energy. Yes, you want to save all those things, man, because you want to have your energy and you want to have it together because sometimes when you got that, you got to slow it down. Dim the lights. Oh, yeah. You dim those lights. Dim the lights. You turn on some Teddy P, fellas. That's what you're doing. Turn off the lights and light a candle. That's what you do because it's time to get it in, but you might not feel ready. You don't feel like you're up to the challenge. Well, you know why? Because you might be ready, but you're not Roman ready. Oh, you need to be that. But Roman's here to help, y'all. Roman is that digital health clinic for men addressing a variety of those sexual health needs and offering genuine medication that helps you achieve and maintain keeping your thing thangin'. (laughs) Discreet wipes from Roman is what they offer. Helps you last one, two, three, Four times in the boudoir. That's right. The fellas hear me out there. They, they know. understand. They yes. know what's going on. No waiting rooms. No hassles. Straightforward digital experience from the comfort of your casa. So, just talk to your personal health experience professional, and you will be willing and able to get it in, ladies and gentlemen, to learn more on how you can achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash chgo to get yourself 20% off your entire whole first order. That's ro.co slash chgo. Don't just be ready, fellas. Be Roman ready. Roman ready. Let's go. <laughs> I'm Roman ready to start this next segment. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, I broke Dave. Did not see that one coming. Yo, man. <laughs> 
That was the most Will Gottlieb thing ever, yo. Oh, my God. <laughs> I grow ready to get into the Bulls. <laughs> the Bulls were not Roman ready. Myself, the Bulls actually. were not Roman ready. No, they were not. <laughs> they were not. They were not, um, sir. Will they be Roman ready for their playing game is the big question, obviously. Yes. The question on everyone's minds, are the Bulls Roman ready? So, in action across the NBA tonight, Raptors took a close loss to the Celtics. Okay. Meanwhile, the Hawks cruised to a victory over the already out-of-it Wizards. Sit down. Which now means, after those results tonight and the Bulls' loss entrenched in 10th, Ooh. We are currently looking at a Entrenched. Raptors Bulls 9 10. Raptors sit, sit 40 everybody. and 40. Hawks one win ahead of them after tonight 41 and 39. I think most Bulls fans, when we thought about Toronto or Atlanta, if it's yeah. those two, Atlanta is the better matchup, the yes. more winnable matchup. Correct. And right now we're looking at the opposite. We're looking at the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, the team we didn't want to play at all. Uh, we, did, we wanted to avoid. That squad, because we just talked about how when they play them, they just know how to play the Bulls. Like you say, well, they're a bad matchup. They're long, you know what I'm saying? They're athletic. they switchable at every position. And the shortest guy on their team is their best player. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's your all-star in Van Fleet. Champion, ped- championship pedigree. They'll be playing at home. You know, it's no fun to play out there in Toronto. And you know they'll be ready because it's a postseason game, man. So, yeah, nothing, nothing is in your favor on this one. The things that they do best are the things – that the Bulls need to overpower the Raptors mm, doing. True. And that's defensive rebounding. Raptors are really good at that. Yeah. Not turning the ball over. Raptors are really good at forcing yeah. turnovers and defending in transition. Raptors force a lot of turnovers. They mm-hmm. get out in transition a lot. So, like you said, really bad matchup. Mm. They could go the other way where the Bulls defensive rebound really well and take the Raptors out of their game. True. Where they don't turn the ball over and beat the traps, beat the, you know, funky zone defenses that Nick Nurse likes, likes to throw out there. It's my favorite so, album. <laughs> so it could work to the Bulls' benefit, but the Raptors have been looking really good yeah. since Jakob Pertl came over. Yeah. It's really difficult to get into the paint against them, and that's kind of how the Bulls' offense looks their best, is forcing turnovers, not having to play in the half court, mm-hmm. and then when they do have to play half court, it's getting the paint, collapsing the defense, and continuing to play with an advantage. But... Raptors, really, really good at taking that away. So it is going to be a really tough matchup. And they're a team that knows how, again, like you mentioned, knows how to defend DeMar DeRozan. And they don't do it like the Bucks one-on-one. They double-team him. Like, immediately, mm-hmm. as soon as he crosses half court, they got a double-team running at him. Like, okay, you're not going to be the one. <laughs> you know, somebody else is going to have to do this. So. And with the Bulls' lack of shooting, yeah. that can work a yeah. lot of the time. Like, yeah. if you get the ball out of DeMar's hands. Yeah. What's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Usually nothing good. Percentages say nothing great. But... This is the matchup you got, man. You got to play who's in front of you, yo. The the thing I'm curious about, if we do end up with Bulls-Raptors in that playing game, is Mm -hmm. Nick Nurse is known maybe more so than any NBA coach. Everybody shrinks their rotations come playoff time, best of seven series. Um, He shrinks them during the regular season. Right. Nick Nurse is like, these are my six guys, and I am playing these six guys. And that gets even more aggressive in the playoffs. Yeah. Whereas, like, Billy's been kind of just flirting with an eight-man rotation. Yes, he has. Sometimes a nine-man rotation yeah. for large parts of this season. Mm-hmm. I have no idea which direction Billy's going to go when it comes down to one game. You win this game and your season still goes, yeah. or you lose this game and your season's over. Yeah, Because you know what Nick Nurse is going to do. He's going to send that lang- lanky, athletic crazy high-energy Raptors team out there, and he's going to play his six guys. Yep. He's going to play five of them 47 minutes each. <laughs> yep. Where does Billy go as far as the, the uh, options he has at his disposal mm-hmm. as far as who's coming off the bench and who's playing how many minutes? It's going to be a hard, it's a hard decision and a hard task for him, man. So you know this, your five who's going to be out there, that lineup of you know Caruso, Pat, uh, DeMar, Zach, and Vooch. But beyond that, you know, like you're saying, where do you go? Who gets and those minutes? He, How are they allocate? And does he still double down and stick to that with Caruso and Bevin starting lineup despite yeah. the length of that Raptors team? Great point. Great question, man. We saw him do that before, and then we saw him not do that. So, yeah, it's a great question and a bad problem to have, actually. <laughs> Honestly, it's not a good problem to have. It's, it's a bad one. Two guys that I think are really important in this matchup are Kobe White and Andre Drummond. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the defensive rebounding. Andre Drummond, obviously, as good as it gets in that area. Also, we kind of joked about this before. Who outside of Drummond and Vooch, who's the best rebounder on this team? Oh, we just said this. Uh, 
You said Kobe White. Statistically, I'm not sure, but Kobe White, by the eye test, I think probably is. Yeah. Um, Had six boards tonight. Yeah. Six boards tonight. He's been all over. He, he really crashes the glass hard, and the fact that he can handle the ball, spot up and shoot open threes, yeah. and get down there and rebound, right. I feel like that bodes well for the matchup. I mean, they have to have floor spacing out there to take advantage of the traps. They have to get defensive rebounds, and he does both of those things really well. He does, and he's got to hit those shots as well. You know, the three-point shooting mm-hmm. has to be on point in this game, man. Like, if, if it's the game that it has to be, it's got to be this one. It's not just the attempts, man. He's, he, those got to go in because he's going to get open looks. Right. Like we just said, those double teams are coming, so he's got to be ready for it, man. And, and I mean, like, I'm looking specifically at – Drummond versus DJJ. Oh, you know, we okay. were talking about this in postgame last night. Bulls fans feel very differently about the success or failure of Billy Donovan's small ball lineups. Okay. And again tonight, it's like a little bit of a different flavor in the sauce every night. Um, ebbs and flows. Drummond played 13 minutes tonight. Derek Jones Jr. played 19. Mm. Which one of those guys does Billy point to first? Right. And then which one does he trust down the stretch, assuming it's a winnable game for the Bulls yeah. as that, uh, that game moves forward? Well, the interesting thing about Derek tonight, and I, I want to go back and, and watch him more carefully, but I did see him playing alongside both Drummond and Vooch. So they mm-hmm. weren't doing the full-on small ball lineup. I think the way that Vooch has been playing in the corner, stretching the floor a little bit, Derek can, can play well in that uh, pick-and-roll, short-roll game. So... I'm not sure about the sh- the smaller lineup against the Raptors. I I doubt that Billy would go to that. I I think that would be a mistake, mm-hmm. just given the defensive rebounding. What? But uh, turn it down, small ball. <laughs> it's, <laughs> hey, it's a matchup based thing, oh, and I don't man. think that's the matchup you go to it. Yeah, no, I, I completely Will's, agree. With Will's you. crafty. He's not a fool. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is true. This is true. But no, I, I completely agree with you. We we saw that's what the Bulls would get destroyed on against the Raptors with that offensive rebounding. What was that game where they had what twenty two? Oh, I believe my. offensive rebounds. I believe oh. they have the first and third most offensive rebounds in a single game against the Bulls this year. <laughs> there number it is. one and number three. There it is, right there. So yeah, you're, you're gonna have, like you said, Drummond is going to be highly, highly important in in that game for them, man. And they. They can't afford to go small. Like, I don't care if it's not working. You better throw somebody huge out there to get some rebounds. 23 and 19. Just <laughs> it up. 23. Offensive rebound. Like, and the Bucks had 22 one game, which is, again, part of the reason why the Bulls lost tonight. They Correct. can't defend or they can't get defensive rebounds. Yeah, they just can't do it, man. So, yeah, you're right. He, he'll be hugely important for them. So, and I think every day when Terry, he likes to rebound. <laughs> why not? Toss him out there. Who gives a damn? Put them out there, we, man. We, we, want to, we, we want to see in these games against the Mavs and Pistons coming up. We want oh, to see Dale and Terry minutes. 48. And we want to see Carlick Jones minutes. 45. Your G League most valuable player yes. named today, Carlick Jones. Yes. Play Shout him. out, Carlick Jones. Why the hell not? Getting the MVP. <laughs> Shout out, Carlick Jones, for that, man. Shout out to him for that. And I, I mean, look at you and say, does that mean he's going to play? Like, no. <laughs> it's like not going to happen. Maybe it does. But I, I hope mean, it does. They, they sh- he should play against he the Mavs. Like, they need to play. All the young guys, give them the reps, let the yes. kids play. And I want to see at least 20 from Patrick. Yeah. If I see DeMar DeRozan and Zach in these last two games, I'm going to be highly well, upset. if you recall, it was Minnesota, right, who they played in the meaningless yes. 82nd game of the season last year Correct. after they had clinched their sixth seed. Correct. Pat went off. He did. He went off because, because he, he Zach, DeMar, and Vooch were getting their veteran rest. Yeah. I, I want that. I, I just want to see Dalen out there. It's all I want to see more than anything in life. It's him on the floor because when he's out there, stuff happens. That's all I know. Don't matter how I many mean, minutes he's played. The most minutes he's played, I think, believe was twenty six this season, and he had thirteen, seven, and six. Yeah, in that game, it's a game. Like he had a game, man. He when you put him out there, he's going to do something. He's that kind of goon. He's that kind of energy. Man. And even on nights like tonight, where he, where he gets the we've got two minutes and change left, get on out there, you know, garbage minute picker. Um, one one minute. One of one, three points. See what I mean? Dale you say he Come always on, does something. Something, man. <laughs> he always something. gives you something. It don't matter. It don't, in the short time, long time, he's doing something, man. He, I want to see him these next two games. I right. want to see him these next two games. Um, Will, you mentioned Kobe White and, and his rebounding prowess when we were talking about the, the Raptors as a potential playing opponent and the problems that their size presents. But you also, and, and I agree we should, discuss this end-of-season trend of Kobe White looking like maybe the most reliable offensive, uh, you know, ringleader, distributor, playmaking point guard whose handles have been impressively improved this season Mm -hmm. compared to his first couple years in the league. 
And you know, we, we talk sometimes about the off-season decisions the Bulls front office faces and Kobe White being one of them. Do you yeah. keep him? Do you move on? Right. I, some, some Bulls fans now are saying, is Kobe White the most obvious answer staring them in the face for who the heck start, starting at the point next season mm. and bringing him back on a, on a modest new contract that still pays Kobe you know, something that he thinks is fair? Facing the, the Lonzo reality, yeah. that, that's an automatic. You have to face that. Yeah, yeah. No, you have to look what at What happens it. after that? It, it's wild. Like, the cycle of Kobe has been so interesting. Like, before this season, I wasn't even thinking of him being the starter. And even during the season, you're like, no, nah, still not that right. guy. And then it if gets If you recall closer. his rookie year, you and our pal John were like, oh. halfway the year, like, start Sabine. Not, yeah. Or start Sabine. Start Kobe. And I was <laughs> start like, Sabine, too. And I was like, start I, I don't know. I think I still think starting Sato is the right oh way to go. Oh, my God. That's right. I was the advocating arguments I had Tomas with this dude. <laughs> I was being amazed to go at it about that. I really like Sato when he's Whatever. Like, he can't play over Kobe. <laughs> that's, a, that's a summer. But, like, those story. conversations <laughs> about Kobe and his ability to be a team starting point guard were happening – Four years ago. Yes, correct. And now here we are. And here we are. <laughs> and, and again, like the cycle has gone. Like he's to the point now where it feels like the handles are, are looking great. He's healthy. You know what I'm saying? Being out there. He looks comfortable. Nothing looks like it's too big for him now. And it's been consistent. You know, and that's the one thing with Kobe is the consistency. You have to see it consistently. Same with Pat. You know, yeah. just wanted to see it consistently. So, yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got an argument. You know what I mean? He's got a really good argument right now because – like you said, looking at the other guards on the team, like, who can you honestly say, like, well, this dude should be the one starting over you? Like, he, he's been putting up a really good games these past few. So, yesterday before the game, Darnell Mayberry was asking Billy Donovan about this. That's a flex. And Darnell. Such a flex. <laughs> <laughs> Super flex. <laughs> and basically what Billy said was, like, he has the skill and the talent to be a starter in this league. But there's so many other factors that go into it sure. as far as, um, you know, complimenting your star players. Mm-hmm. And I really like what I've seen from Kobe. As you guys know, was not always the biggest Kobe fan, but he's really won me over because he's gotten a lot better at reading the floor, reading just general basketball awareness right. and the defensive end. And I think, like, why, why take him out of a role he's done really well at? I, I kind of love point. him as his third guard because he can come in off the bench and be the secondary playmaker next to Pat mm-hmm. or next to uh, Zach, or he can be the primary point guard next to DeMar, mm-hmm. and you can kind of shuffle him in between roles where he doesn't have to be one thing, which right. is like you know pristine floor general right. starting point guard. He can be sort of like more of the microwave score type, but that also has done really well facilitating so I really like him in this role I think you can start to stretch him out of it a little bit more but I wouldn't want to just like throw him into the starting role and say you know go be my point guard for 82 games we've seen him close games with um, you know Zach Damar Vooch and whether it's Caruso or Patrick Beverly or Patrick Williams I think he can be in those roles because of the shooting and the secondary playmaking but I'm not sure I'm quite there yet would love okay. to see him prove me wrong because I the the way that he's trending, I think he totally could. But just from what I've seen over the last couple of months. How comfortable he is in that role. He's super comfortable in that role. And I think it makes a lot of sense for him. I think it makes a lot of sense for the Bulls. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right about that. And it also be interesting, who are they going to bring? If they bring back Patrick Beverly, you know, who would they resign? You know what I'm saying? In that offseason, I think that would be telling too as far as, you know, his options at starting point guard. Well, if they did, then the Bulls would have a whole season's worth of time to sell Patrick Beverly jerseys. <laughs> That's the name of the From game. Chicago. Name of the game. Uh, speaking of name of the game, we got to give a shout-out to our friends at DraftKings. and uh, One or two other sponsors. We'll come back after that to wrap up the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, Cam. I'll see you, Cam. With uh, I'll see you. a few more thoughts. Uh, there's an interesting super chat here in our comments. It's sort of like a big picture question that I hadn't really thought about, uh, oh, but man. it's interesting. So we'll get to that. A few more thoughts. Come back to wrap up from Beacon Tap here. Beacon Tap. CHO Bulls post game. Yeah. Big Dave. Take on the sun is what you need to do. These lights are bright they as are hell. They you all up in the <laughs> face, Matt. If only you had something. That was shady. I wish I did. Oh, I know you wish you did. You wish you had that shade in it so you could take on these lights and that sun. Uh Uh-oh. Bow. Across the eyes. Gone. (laughs) Right there. Those premium polarized shades at an affordable price. 
Because you know what? Shady Rays never understood, man. They never understood. They never understood. Good Lord. Why you got to pay all that money to look this fly? Why? You don't have to do it. Don't you do can it. put these shades on and roll with Shady Rays, y'all. They never understood. They never understood, Will. They just they didn't. Understood. Independent Sunglasses Company offers that world-class product that is just as good as any expensive Optical pair clarity. that you ever want to wear. Durable frames and extreme clear optics for your outdoor or indoor adventures. Because sometimes you wear your sunglasses at night. That's not all. Shady Rays offer the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, what I like to call the Matt Peck Lost and Broken Replacements Plan. Let's say he tosses his hat, which is what he's known to do sometimes. Those glasses on that hat, blow, splat, they gone. Blow. <laughs> Guess what? Now the Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked, man. They love their customers. So if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them new pair and return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Mm. And their team always has yo back, yo back, and yo back. They got you. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is going to give out their best deal of the season Go to ShadyRays.com, use that code CHGO for 50% off of two or more pairs of those polarized sunglasses like that right there. Try yourself the shades rated one, two, three, four, five, five stars for over 250,000 people. Get you some Shady Rays where the Rays are oh so damn shady. Oh, so damn shady. <laughs> That's what they are. They really help cut down. Yeah, shut the it down for you. Sun level brightness. Yeah. These studio lights that <laughs> got pointed at us from three feet away. I like how I don't need them because you know the light is in yours, it's in his, and I'm just in the middle. Like I'm I don't know what you guys on. talking about. <laughs> you should, yeah, I'm Will. Come on, Maverick. Keep them on, man. <laughs> I mean, when I'm not wearing my Shady Rays, I'm wearing my Goose Island sunglasses. That's it, man. Hey, man. Hey, it's not wrong with Shout out to Paul and everybody at Goose Island who helped Shout out, Paul, organize man. all these festivities tonight as well. That's a cool dude. Just, uh, drinking a couple of those summertime uh, uh, Goose. Those, uh, those go hard. Those are awesome. That's an awesome beer right there, man. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know what else is pretty good? What's that, Matthew? Winning money on DraftKings. That's a thing. Ooh. Boom. Um, I gave you all my DraftKings pick of the week in pregame. If you recall, uh-huh. I was looking at this Kings-Mavs game. Okay. Ba- Mavs, you know, the team the Bulls have on deck Friday. Correct. I said, Mavs are falling apart. Kings have have a two-seat to play for. Mm-hmm. I said, take the Kings plus six and a half. You did say this. Five minutes and change to go in the fourth. Kings down four. Ooh. I also said, if you're feeling ballsy, take the plus 200 odds money line on the Kings. They can, they can come de- back from down four. They can't. With five minutes in the fourth quarter? I've seen it happen. We'll see. Would love to be right about that Keep one. Keep baby. Because I actually did put some money on that one. <laughs> and I did it at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hello. <laughs> also, always having fun Shalom. with my DraftKings same-game parlays. And if my parlays don't hit, no worry, because you get a bonus bet back. That's the no-sweat DraftKings same-game parlay. Yay, yay. And tonight's DraftKings king of the game. Who that is? Putting forth some effort for the Bulls <laughs> when nobody looked like they wanted to try at all. Mm-hmm. We're giving DraftKings king of the game to the man in the middle, mm-hmm. Nikola Vucevic, yes, who finished with a 20-point double-double. Again. As he is wont to do mm-hmm. from time to time and then some. I mean, like, of the Bulls' big three, he was the most efficient. He still didn't quite shoot 50% from the field tonight. He did not. Nobody on the Bulls shot well outside of Kobe, really. Um but that's still that's still a twenty point double double. And I'm never gonna say no thank you to a twenty point double double. <laughs> Shout out to Vooch, the yeah. most grossly underrated and underappreciated member of this Bulls team. Yeah, that is floundering. Yes, and yeah, yes. eight, yeah, eighteen of those in the first half. Man. Good, uh, good stat from Bulls PR today. Oh, mm-hmm. come on with it. Vooch has recorded his fiftieth double double in 22-23, becoming the fourth Bulls player with fifty or more double doubles in a season. Artis Gilmore did it three times, Pau Gasol and Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley. His total is the second highest of his career and ranks third in the NBA this season. Wow. It's impressive, man. Wow. For a dude that is just so terrible. <laughs> the word. I feel like Bulls PR, PR put out that same stat for when he got his 45th a couple weeks ago. Remember, we were watching the game in studio. I think it was a home game. You were at the UC. Flex. And it was that same list of players. It was Gilmore. It was Oak. It was Pau. And, it's, uh, and now Vooch joining now that Vooch, list. Man. Shout out to Vooch, man. Surprising Super Joe's consistent. not on that. <laughs> I feel like he had more double-doubles. Joe King? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're right. That's a good point. He had a lot of double-doubles, man. Obviously not the, the scorer that 
Which, right. But, True. That's a good point. You know, that's a good point. How, how many double doubles did Rodzilla have? Because not many. How many did, nights did he have four points or six points and twenty-five rebounds? <laughs> It's insane. Double zero. Insane. <laughs> Ten of them offensive. Like, this was insane. Oh um, so, one more reminder. Use that promo code CHGO when Do you're that. signing up at DraftKings Sportsbook. Do that. America's top rated sportsbook. Do that. Um, on that note of the Bulls Big Three not being super efficient tonight, here's a comment from DeMar DeRozan after tonight's loss via Casey Johnson on Twitter. Quote, it won't happen again. I Whoa. guarantee you. Wow. On DeMar going three for 12 tonight. Talk that. I feel like we Talk got a that. similar soundbite from DeMar last season uh-huh. when he had a really rough shooting performance. Was it during their series against Milwaukee? I don't I remember. Can't, it was somewhere Vaguely towards the latter well. stages of the season, and he had a woeful shooting night. And he basically, I, as I recall, I said I something very those. similar to that, mm. which was... That's not happening again. Maybe it happened game one and came back game two. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. And, yeah, lo and behold. And then that would – if that's what it was, and then game two, DeMar owned game two, and that was the Bulls' only win of the series. Clean out. You know what I'm saying? It gave us that little tiny piece of hope right there, and then they said, ah, we're the Bucks. But um, (laughs) this could be very near the last chapter of this Bulls Big Three. Yeah. As we have come to know it over the last two seasons. That's true. Dino Bambino 23 hey. in the YouTube comments, which by the Shout way, out. fantastic name. Incredible name, sir. I hope that's your Shout out to you. legal given at birth name because it is fantastic. That's right. Your parents Inclu- love you. Including the number 23. That's it. Right. In, in, in your birth name. certificate You're right. name. <laughs> Dino Bambino gave us a super chat saying, this team plays like they know this is the last season they'll be playing together. Mm. Just blow it up because mediocrity in Chicago should be a sin. Sin is sin, sin. I like that. I like that. Well, I like your style, man. If it is a sin, the devil is slacking because <laughs> there is all kinds of mediocrity up in Chicago sports. <laughs> oh, man. But one is leading the devil's to Devil's taking five to turn into a 10 to turn right. into a long 15. That's well, we gotta get him we've, we've, got some, here. we've got some comments here asking about uh, where the Bulls, if it's possible for them to still back their way into the lottery or one of those top four picks that would. Let's talk about still it. Still remain oh, there. So you were you're going. You're in the goat house now. You were already <laughs> talking about this. <laughs> fill, fill in the people that weren't uh, on pregame. Yes, yeah, so we talked about this pregame a little bit, and the odds have changed with this Bulls loss. Basically, right now, they are tied with the Oklahoma City Thunder, who did not play tonight, uh, at the 11th spot. So right now, their odds to keep their pick are 8%. Odds to get the first overall pick, 1.7. Mm. If they, the Mavericks winning right now could make that even more interesting. They would be in a three-way tie with the Thunder and the Bulls. And then, obviously, this Friday game becomes yeah. really important. What's the line from Dumb and Dumber? So you're saying there's a chance? So you're mm-hmm. saying there's a chance. What was And there is. I mean, the, the best they could do right now realistically, is get up to 10. And that would give them a 13.9% chance of keeping their pick, a 3% chance at Wimanyama. And for me, it's a no-brainer. I mean, you're locked into 10. You cannot affect your playoff standing Mm -mm. at this point. You cannot. Mm -mm. Why not give yourself every extra tenth of a percent chance to keep your pick and potentially change your future? Um, Because to me, Not doing so seems... Next it's the difference chain. between giving up the 12th pick in the draft or the 10th pick in the draft if yeah. you don't move up. Right. Obviously, this would only happen if the Bulls lost in the play-in tournament and right. didn't make the playoffs. But like we talked about, that Raptors game is not going to be easy. So I think the difference between giving up the 10th pick versus the 12th pick is not worth, you know, like the embarrassment factor of giving up the 10th pick is not worth not giving every single extra percent chance you can right. to try to get and keep your pick. And, and the embarrassment factor, like, whatever. Percent. Teams all across the league are making these the kinds of moves done. at the end of the season. Right. Sitting their real players because, obviously, in one direction, we got more important games up on deck, or we're looking at that lottery in a month and change, and we, we know what's important to us right now. Right, right. And this game tonight, being one of the last of 82, has no meaning. And here's the thing. The Mavericks owe their pick. Or I'm, yeah, the Mavericks owe their pick to the Knicks. Top mm-hmm. 10 protected, dating back to the Kristaps Porzingis trade. Mm. So if they fall in the top 10, they get to keep their pick. And how much could that change the fortunes of a team that is really in dire straits right now? After trading Finney Smith and the 2027 pick for Kyrie, they have completely fallen off a cliff. To, to keep that pick would be huge for them. 
And I think the Bulls have to approach it the same way. I agree. Um, I agree because it makes logical sense to me now. Like it's, last two games don't mean anything. It doesn't affect your it doesn't, your yeah, plans. You're already now. in. Like, the only thing you're doing yeah. is potentially like saving your future. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It makes hundred percent sense. Joe, Joey, put put back up that comment from our buddy Rob that was up there a second ago about the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, I believe he said, is Bulls lose out of the play-in and lose their pick, a.k.a. passing it to Orlando. Rob calls that worst-case scenario. I don't disagree. I also, sadly, right now, call it the most likely scenario. (laughs) And it didn't have to be. It did not have to be. And that's why the back month of this season has been so freaking frustrating for me. I, I know you've been in, like you loved that comeback winning against oh, the Grizzlies day, and amazing. I would not want to take that joy as a Bulls fan you away not. from you. And you will and not. I didn't. <laughs> we didn't even threaten. Didn't even think about it. Nope. I I've had one eye further down the road for the back half of this season, and my goodness, November. <laughs> most likely, he did ask me in November. He did. I was like, let's give him New Year's. Let's give him New Year's. There's seven games below five hundred. He was ready to do it. I just now it's not only worst case scenario, but it is most likely scenario. So likely that the scenario. Bulls lose out of the play-in season yeah. over, and you're taking that first round pick and you're sending it to Orlando. Woo! It can happen. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it can happen. Was that a boo or a woo, Joe? No, it was yeah. like a sarcastic woo. Oh, oh a sarcastic okay. woo from a joke. Awesome, <laughs> great sarcastic. stuff. Sarcastic. Well, Rob, Rob is saying like you know he said. We should have tanked a month ago. This just yes. it just brings me back to we had the same conversation. Will broke down the, the lottery odds with the numbers when we had our trade deadline show. Mm-hmm. Right. We were sitting right there. When they trade went into the trade show. deadline on a six-game losing streak. And, and at that point, got you, no had, one. you had a legitimate chance to put yourself into the top six. They five, had a better. Five, they had an equal top five chance. of lottery odds. They had an equal chance to make the play-in. Yeah. Or make the playoffs, right? And to win the lottery, right? Not just not just keep the pick to Outright. win the lottery. True. And so now it just now it seems like a month later. But we're aren't a, we a, all excited for the play-in game? I am. <laughs> I am. Let's do it. Run that play-in game, baby. I'm with it. Give me play too many, it. Give me too many gray hairs, Dave. Play it, son. Too many gray hairs. <laughs> make you look distinguished. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, anybody else have any other thoughts on tonight's game? Anything else before we wrap things up here and let the uh, hardworking staff of Beacon Tab start packing things up <laughs> for, for the real. night? Does, Get does out. this game give you – does this change your opinion at all about what might happen if the Bulls do make the playoffs? As far as will they win? Because they're going to likely play the Bucks. I mean, I think right. the Bucks all but – Secured the first seed. So, right. best case scenario, they're playing the Bucks. In best the first case, you're playing. That's what you uh, do. Does this game at all change your opinion? No. No. And I've, I'm fairly certain to double down Bucks fans' opinion of if the Bulls can find their way out of the play in, we'd we love them wait as to our 1 v 8 matchup. Yeah. Yeah, we had, a, we had a comment from Bucks After Dark in the chat. He hey, said, Hey, our best friends at Bucks <laughs> After Dark. Sale, man. Where he you said, been? He said, oh, man. He said, Pretty embarrassing loss for you guys. Not going to lie. Not really. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> we only really, lost bro. by what, 12? Not really at all, my man. He didn't watch yesterday's game. Yeah, seriously, bro. You didn't watch uh, yesterday. Congrats on earning that season series split against our woeful Bulls, Bucks fans. <laughs> really, really just uh, scraped by that series split, didn't oh. you? Congratulations. Matt Peck, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, have, I don't understand why they don't like him. I don't get it. I am all out of F. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I do hope Bucks, they. Bucks fans on Twitter are wild. They are wild. I don't people, them they are wild. That's true. It's kind be. of wild. It's like, are you going to show up at my door with a shotgun tomorrow? <laughs> Those, those Wisconsin gun laws are loose, man. This is true. They're loose. This is true. I don't like it. No, you don't. I would like to see the Bulls win a play-in game so that one of us could take off our shirt and jump on the table in the studio a la Pat Bev. I Joey would good. do that. I'm you, sure. I feel like Joey this would is the second time you've not so subtly volunteered to do that job yourself. 100% good. volunteering. See what I mean? But I will say this. If, throwing, they, throwing, if, they, do win, if they win a play-in game uh-huh. and – and then losing the second, their odds to move up in the draft go down exponentially. Mm-hmm. So best case scenario, they are the 10th pick. But if they win in the first round, they go up to like the 12th or 13th. Okay. So it just, again, you're just, for, for this very small immediate gratification, you're sacrificing a, percent, uh, a stronger percent chance of, you know, potentially salvaging this mess. It's hard to tell DeMar that you're tanking, bro. 
Like, you're just not going to be able to yeah. do that. But, there, yeah, there's a difference between, you know, rooting against a team and, you know, accidentally, you know, resting the guys. <laughs> accidental, accidental rest. Accidental rest. Accidental rest. <laughs> what are you out tonight with? Accidental rest. <laughs> um, our last comment for YouTube tonight is going to be the other member of our CHGO Bulls team, our guy Mark K. Mark K. Who said, Joey, if, if you want to get your gear off, champ, just start an OnlyFans. <laughs> I call it Joe OnlyFans. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, I listen. I, mean, I like to think that the Joeys in the chat would follow me to the ends of the earth. So if they I make might. the OnlyFans, there's I expect, a, expect to see Salim on there, there right? There's a very good chance. But they are also going to expect Did you in that moment, no, see, my yeah, only fans, My OnlyFans would be appropriate. It would just be me hanging out with the people. Just, hey, let's just talk. Let's just okay. hang out. But when you're adoring... They got to pay you for that? No, they don't have to pay. <laughs> when your adoring gaggle of Joey's are, you know, worshiping at the <laughs> altar of a shirtless Pat Bev-style Joey... Yes. ...whipping your shirt around on top you of our show them some skin, office Joe. ping pong table... You better show them some skin. When the, that not moment the ping comes, pong table... The, the set table. Okay, fine. That Any one. table. Pick, Pick whatever table. table you want. It's when all right. When that moment comes, yes. will you be Roman ready? Damn. Yeah. See, Red. Didn't think about Pink that, did you? Car See? Carlos says, I think it's time for a new producer. LOL. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Joey's trying to go to summer camp this summer. We're not letting him. You don't want to let Joey go to summer camp? No. <laughs> not letting him. Hey, he can go to summer camp. That's I messed mean, up. I know he's young, but yeah. he's had his Young kids like summer, summer camp. camp. Yeah, somebody said only bulls. <laughs> only the bulls. Only bulls. The one only the one and only. Chicago Bulls. Make it stop. Play in. Yeah. Let's do it. Play in. All right. That's it. We'll get out of here. One more thank you and round of applause to the staff here at Beacon Tap for being yes. so friendly, welcoming, and helpful. Yes, thank One you. One more round of, round of applause. The water thank is you amazing. To the water and all is of our friends amazing. At Goose Island for hooking up <laughs> with some delicious all. beers to sip on during the game tonight. <laughs> and most importantly, a round of applause and thank you to our fellow Bulls fans who came out to hang out hey. with us tonight. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys so much. Marissa, Ramina. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Um, What's out here? We I can't uh, see them lights in my face. Dude, Stephanie, right? Salim, Salim. We have John. Listen, listen there. Bulls, Mavs, E on Friday. Sean. Mark, Bruce, Coach. Marissa <laughs> would have been goon of the night, by the way, if the Bulls won. If we had she would have been goon of the night. Yeah, she was going around ready to fight people over a high school, bro. She, like did, she was ready. Did she you was ready. Bring a championship belt in case they won. Oh, you're right. I didn't. Well, but I, so, bet, that, I guess it's good that they didn't. The they had the same thought as the Bucks. They didn't need to play Giannis tonight. <laughs> didn't need to do it. Oh, A Dub and prayers over there too, man. Shout out to them. Hey, as well. hey, shout out, man. Um, all right. Uh, in the meantime, until our next show, you can follow hey, Sean, I Will. Oh, I, I got him. Soon. Don't worry. Okay, don't yeah. Worry. <laughs> follow Will on Twitter. Will Thanks. underscore Gottlieb. He's the goat. Uh, read everything He's he writes for us. Allchgo.com. Big Dave is at bow. B A W L Sports. Our pound producer Joey Jonely Fans Spathis is Joey Spathis twenty one. I'm Bulls underscore Peg. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Bulls Mass Friday. Bulls Mass Friday. Sabine in the building. John Sabine will be with us in doing the show, baby. In yes, studio. he will. In studio. Can't wait. Man with the fingerless gloves. It's in effect. Coming back to us. It's going to be fun. Uh, thank you, everybody, who uh, contributed to making tonight the blast that it was. Yes. Despite the trash basketball. Uh, <laughs> until next time. Trash. See Red be good. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>